0: to you from the last house on the left at the end of the baddest street in the whole usa this is the mad about wrestling podcast with kp kp and thanks for listening as always feedback and comments are welcome you can contact the show at mad wrestling podcast at gmail.com or on facebook just look up kp love puppet and with that out of the way what do you say we get on with the show There's a lot of big things going on in the pro wrestling world right now that's got a lot of fans uh, buzzing and excitement and questions. So let's jump into some of those things. Uh, Big headlines this week is the WWE released uh, another batch of uh, wrestlers from NXT. I think there was 14 overall. Some of them, honestly, folks, I didn't even know who they were. I'm not going to go through every individual name because a lot of them were just, you know, there were developmental guys that may never even seen the light of day on TV. Uh, you know the two big ones from the last fourteen releases. Um, you know there was Bronson Reed, who has you know just worked a North American program, he uh, North American title program. He had been doing some dark matches on the main roster, and the other name that people are talking about with this current batch was uh, Bobby Fish. And you know coming on the heels of the huge announcement about Bray Wyatt being released, and that came off the heels of Braun Strowman being released, and that came right after the. You know, the news of Daniel Bryan did not want to return to WWE. And then there was also all the other releases they've been doing. And, of course, you know, the, the internet wrestling community, so to speak, is just completely in overreact mode, as it always is. You can go to any wrestling website, you know, something like 411mania.com, which I had used to be a great, great website to go to. Now it's just absolute, just horrible trash. And I'll, I'll talk about that later. But, you know, you go somewhere like that and you go and you look in these comment boards and the message boards and it's just the sky is falling. Vince doesn't know what he's doing. It's the end of the WWE. It's, you know, complete overreaction bullshit that always happens. And in this current modern stage of everybody overreacting to every little fucking thing that happens, you know, people are just got their panties and just twisted up in wads over some of these releases. And Bobby Fish, let's start with that guy. He's a good wrestler. Here's the thing with wrestling right now. Everybody's a good wrestler. Everybody's good at running the ropes. Everybody's good at bumping around the ring and flying around the ring and working fast paced matches. Everybody under their mother can do that now. It doesn't matter whether you're watching AEW, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, Ring of Honor, uh, MLW, if you're watching wrestling from Japan. That's just how things are now. That is where wrestling has evolved to as far as the in-ring work. It's, Fast pace, it's a lack of selling, you know, a lot of high spots, a lot of bumps. Everybody can do that. It's become an acrobatic show in many, many ways. You know, the better gymnasts and the more acrobatic people are the ones who are getting the highlights. It used to be the Lucha, Libra, then it was X Division. Now it's just kind of taking over mainstream wrestling the way it is. And I'm not going to go on a Jim Cornette rant that wrestling sucks compared to the old days because I've always believed wrestling's about the storytelling and regardless of whether it's an old-school match from 1983 or if it's a match that just happened on AEW last week, you can still tell a good story whether the ring work is slow-paced, fast-paced, high spots, etc., etc. But Bobby Fish was 44 years old. He's injury-prone. And what are you going to get out of the guy? Honestly, at this stage of his career, other than being a, a enhancement talent at best or a jobber, so to speak, what are you going to get out of a 44-year-old guy who's, you know, undersized? And that's that's not really a knock. I mean, I, people hear undersized and they're like, oh, my God, you know, you're knocking. I'm not knocking him, but you look at him compared to the superstars that we've had in wrestling past, present, and years before. Bobby Fish would be considered an undersized guy. He's not a huge charisma machine. He's not out, you know, lighting up the world with promos. His ring work isn't so superior that guys like AJ Styles has to take a back seat. He's had a career, he's done his thing. Maybe he can find some time on the indies, whatever. It's Bobby, But I don't think it's a big loss that Bobby Fish has gone from NXT. There's 20 guys that are another Bobby Fish that just happen to be 20 years younger. Bronson Reed, you know, that was one of those things where some people were shaking their head about because, like I said, he just came off working a North American title program. He'd been doing some dark matches. You know, people in NXT may have really, really thought something about Bronson Reed. I've watched him, and he was a big guy that moved around a little bit. But, we're, like I said, because of how wrestling has changed, we're seeing more big guys moving around and more big guys being way more agile than they ever were. To see guys doing the stuff that they're doing right now at 300 pounds, it's not the shock that it was when you saw Big Van Vader do a moonsault in 1991. That was mind-blowing. Now, it happens all the time. Big people do stuff all the time. They're jumping over the top ropes. They're doing planches. They're coming off the top ropes. Losing Bronson Reed, it's not like... That's the thing, As, as all the overreaction has come in. The WWE has lost Hulk Hogan. They've lost the Ultimate Warrior. they lost the Macho Man Randy Savages. Huge, iconic names that were in their primes. It survived. It's lost Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin. It's lost The Rock. Nash jump ship. Hall jump ship. X-Pac jumped ship. DiBiase jumped ship. The Nasty Boys and Jim Duggan jumped ship. And the company survived. And they're going to survive all these releases. I know the big one recently was Bray Wyatt. I love me Bray Wyatt. I'm one of the biggest Bray Wyatt fans that there's been since this first vignette started popping up. I've been a Bray Wyatt fan of Beck with the Wyatt family before they showed up on the main roster. But where's he been? He's been nowhere. The Fiend was dead. You know, that character had been completely just... just there's no credibility left to that character whatsoever after he's been burnt alive and then lost his comeback fight. And then he's been on off since April. The crowds haven't, you know, we haven't had crowds to be doing anything, so I can't really blame a cr- lack of a crowd reaction, but there hasn't been a huge clamoring for the return of Bray Wyatt. People weren't just up in arms because they missed Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt is gone, and absolutely nothing changes on the landscape of the WWE whatsoever. I love Bray Wyatt. I think he's going to go to AEW. I think him and Strowman will probably both show up in AEW, to be honest with you. But is it something where I'm concerned that the WWE is going to go out of business or they, Vince McMahon's lost his way and nobody knows what they're doing? Absolutely not. Because Braun Strowman had his time. I think there was a, a chance with Braun Strowman that they really had to capitalize on him and they missed that opportunity, they missed that window, and then they never knew how to get back to where that was. And by the time Braun Strowman left, is anybody sitting around watching Raw or SmackDown thinking, man, if they only had Braun Strowman here right now. No, they're not. WWE has, and you, you know, it's, it's been this way for a while. WWE has gotten so big, they're an entertainment company. They're no longer just wrestling. They make movies. You know, they're involved in entertainment aspects. They've helped people get uh, music careers going. They do have so much crossover stuff as an entertainment company. WWE sells itself. It doesn't need a Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold to carry it to be the face like that used to be. It's like the NFL. It's like the NBA. It's so big, it just sells itself. Now, AEW, because it's a newer company, a younger company, that's the company that needs the hot face. They need that Hulk Hogan. They need that Stone Cold Steve Austin. They need that rock-type character, uh, that personality that can really come in and draw in more fans because... They're newer. They've only been around for just a hand less than five years. They don't have that brand marketing the way that the WWE does. They're not as known as the WWE. There are still people, believe it or not, wrestling fans that don't know shit about AEW. Never even seen AEW. It is. It's true. It was the same thing back when uh, TNA was trying to become hot and they were trying to get popular. And Kevin Nash would be talking about it. People would see him in airports and be like, where have you been? And he's like, I'm wrestling in TNA. And they didn't even know it. And you had, you know, Kevin Nash, like him or hate him, love him or not, for his wrestling style, whatever, was a big name in wrestling. When you're a seven-foot guy, you're easy to notice. You stand out in a crowd. And as popular as guys like him and Sting and Angle were, people didn't even know TNA existed. So, yes, there are people who don't know that AEW is on or they don't watch it or they haven't seen very much of it, or they've just heard a little bit about it. I know several people like that that will tell me, well, I've heard of it, but you know what, I haven't really caught any of it, enough to watch it to know. That happens a lot. And that's why AEW needs that superstar. They need a a hot angle. They need something that's going to capture the primetime full-on wrestling crowds the way that we had in the 80s with Hogan or in the 90s with the NWO and the Attitude Era. They need something hot because their brand isn't as strong, but they've got momentum. AEW has more momentum right now than they've ever had as a company. More momentum than when their first show started doing really good. They've got more momentum, more momentum now than when they got their TV contracts. They some of these releases that have happened in the WWE, like you know, Aleister Black now Malachi Black. It's a great pickup for AEW great pickup. The dude has a unique look. He can sell. He can work. He can wrestle. He's marketable. He's a star. Um, You know, He's not just someone who just blends in with everybody else. You've got something there. Was it a mistake for WWE to let him go? If they didn't see anywhere for them to use them in their programming, then no, it wasn't a release because they have a certain demographic that they want to cater to. Most of the people who are overreacting on the message boards and And online are, you know, young adults that are freaking out. Oh, my goodness. WWE likes to market to kids. If they can get parents buying their kids stuff, that's what they want. They don't care about the opinion of a 22-year-old Mark sitting online. They really don't. They never have. They never have. Vince McMahon probably doesn't even know what a message board is. That's how little he gives a shit about the Internet. But AEW? All about the Internet. Everything about AEW, is just it's been built up by internet smart uh, marks, by fans, super fans, people just desperate for any kind of alternative. That's probably why I can't stand the AEW fanboys, because they're just the most annoying group of little pricks you'll ever see anywhere online. But, like I was saying, for the company, they've got all the momentum in the world. Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are stars. They are legitimate wrestling stars. They may not be Hulk Hogan. They may not be the rocker Steve Austin. But Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are bigger wrestling stars than anything or anyone AEW has right now. And that goes for Jericho, Omega, The Bucks, Moxley, the entire damn roster. There's nobody that has the wrestling star power of Daniel Bryan or CM Punk. Daniel Bryan has always been the king of the indies. That's what he was before the WWE. His most solid fan base was still the same fan base that loved him when he was the king of the indies. He's the guy who put pretty much, you know, him and Punk and Joe really elevated and put indie wrestling on the map. Daniel Bryan is the king of indie wrestling. And with AEW being such an internet uh, fan base, they cater to the internet crowd, the inside crowd, the smart crowd, so much more than WWE You can't find a better poster boy for AEW than Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is the perfect fit for all elite wrestling. And he's a star. You could see, no, it didn't matter whether he was working undercards at WrestleMania or in the main event. Daniel Bryan was loved by the crowd, always has, always will be. He left on his own terms. He left on his own volition, so he's making the choice. It wasn't like he was fired and went somewhere like uh, some of these other guys. Daniel Bryan's contract ran out. He chose, I'm going to go wrestle. And with him going to AEW, like I said, he is the perfect face of the company. And he's as popular as any star in wrestling that we've had since Prime John Cena or CM Punk. And that's the other big name. CM Punk is AEW bound. We all want to know when and we all want to know where. The speculation is Chicago. Outside of Austin, Cena, Rock, Hogan, you're you're the absolute top tier of legends. CM Punk's the biggest name you're going to find in wrestling right now for a wrestling crowd. Wrestling fans don't give a shit that he couldn't fight worth a fuck in the UFC. We don't care that he, had, he was just mopped in the cage. That didn't care. We don't care. Because to us, CM Punk's a wrestler. Not everybody has to be Brock Lesnar. Not everybody has to be a freak of nature that can go from one sport to another to another and be Brock Lesnar. CM Punk, he gave it a try, got his ass whipped, whatever. He had fun. He enjoyed it. Kudos to CM Punk. But all the fans want to see CM Punk in a ring, and it's been seven, eight years. Does he still have it? Can he still go? We know he's going to be able to rock the mic. We know he's going to have that charisma. That doesn't go away. Is he going to be as fast as he was seven years ago? Maybe not. Is he going to be able to do the things that he used to do? Maybe, maybe not. It's been seven years since he's been in a ring. But CM Punk can come back and just play the hits, and people are going to love it anyway. He can run a nostalgia act, but it's still going to feel fresh and loved because it's CM fucking Punk. Now, I don't know how AEW is going to book these guys between Black coming in and then now Wyatt popping up on the free market, and you already have you know Punk and Daniel Bryan coming in. You've got Omega, you've got Jericho, you've got Moxley, you've got guys that they can work with. They've got a ton of momentum. And, you know, they've they've got the ball in their hands to really spawn something special for AEW as a wrestling business. I don't know. I don't think it's going to boom another wrestling period where we're seeing, you know, WWE getting a 4.8 rating and AEW getting a 4.8 rating. I think those days are long gone. I don't think you're ever going to see wrestling get any kind of ratings near what it used to be. But if you're getting 2 million, 3 million people on a regular basis, if they can get to that, and they haven't got to the 2 million mark yet, AEW hasn't, but I think they just posted some record numbers or pretty close to it. They've got momentum. They've got hype. They need to capitalize on it. They're not going to have a better situation pop in their hands for a long, long time unless, a John Cena or a Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar pops into their lap. CM Punk's the biggest free agent out there that can still go and wrestle So, like I said, yeah, there's a ton of momentum, and I'm excited. I have not been the biggest AEW fanboy. I have drawn a lot of flack because I'm not one of those people that just absolutely just cheer AEW no matter what they do. I've got a friend that it doesn't matter what kind of shit goes on at AEW. He's just going to cheer him because it's the alternative to WWE, and that's his stance. And, hey, more power to you. I'll still try to watch SmackDown or Raw or the wrestling pay-per-views for WWE And I'll try to watch AEW and I'll try to watch their shows because I like wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. I don't have to choose a side. I don't have to say that I'm pro-WWE or I'm pro-AEW. And that shit, people, is fucking annoying. It really is. It's worse now than it was during the WCW Monday Night Wars because the internet and all the social media and everybody having a voice box to get online and Twitter and whatever and bitch and argue. It's worse now than it was back then. But back then, even then, you could have conversations with people who were a WWF fan if you were a WCW fan. But you both enjoyed wrestling enough where you could still enjoy the other guy's show. You didn't have to hate WWE to like WCW. And that's a big problem with this AEW fan base is, If you go somewhere, if you're online and you say something negative about AEW, even about something as stupid as their exploding ring pyro-sparkler fest that just went off like a fucking dud, people would just go to no ends to defend it just to defend AEW. And it's stupid. It is stupid. To have so much passion, to be that much of a fan, that you will just blindly ignore stupid shit that a company does. And that's what AEW fans do is they will blindly ignore anything and everything stupid and then they will play the the liberal what it, what it, whataboutism game because when you point out something stupid AEW has done on programming they're going to come back with the well what about what about WWE? Well what about Raw? What, 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 what about Smackdown? I don't fucking care. If I was if I was concerned about what they were doing at that point in time, I would talk about something on that show. But if I'm talking about something AEW did stupid on their show, or something in booking that I didn't like, uh, it's just it's incredible how blind sheep faith followers these AEW fans get. It, it gets beyond stupid. It gets beyond ridiculous with it sometimes, folks. And if you're one of those people, like especially over at 411 Mania, and yeah, that's the website I'm going to pick on the night. You go into their message boards and look at their little comments on. And the minute anybody criticizes anything AEW, they will jump all over it like they are sucking off the Young Bucks. Like they're getting paid to blow Kenny Omega. And they'd use whataboutism all day long. Well, 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 how can you criticize AEW because WWE? No, that's fucking stupid. It's the same reason that people can't get along in politics. Because all they want to do is, well, whataboutism? Fuck whataboutism. Let's just look at what's going on. And the truth is, is while AEW as a young company is going to have hiccups, They're going to have things that not every fan is going to like. I am not a Kenny Omega fan. I admit it. I don't like his wrestling. I don't like his selling. I don't like his promo skills. There's nothing about Kenny Omega to me that screams best at anything. I don't like the angle that he's running with TNA being their champ because I think it makes uh, Impact Wrestling look like absolute shit. Uh, They've done absolutely nothing. You know, you've got him and people coming over from AEW, hijacking their programming, taking their title, flaunting it around on other programming, and nobody from Impact does anything about it except Sammy Callahan. Whatever. No, I mean, it's it's made Impact look absolutely horrible. I've seen where it has benefited Impact absolutely zero. And the... Like I said, for the guy who had all the hype in the world coming out of Japan, that he was the new great thing. He was the new AJ Styles. He was the new Bret Hart. He was the new Shawn Michaels. Kenny Omega was the greatest professional wrestler in the world, and he was going to be a megastar. And I couldn't wait to see him, and now I've seen him, and i have he's just another guy. So, you know, I, I'm i not a Kenny Omega fan, so watching their, their main program that revolves around the world title doesn't interest me. But AEW is not booking to what I want. They're booking out to what they want to book inside their own locker rooms because they don't have writers. They're booking their own stuff. And, you know, you've had the tag champs being the Young Bucks, which are also, you know, the guys running the company. Kenny Omega's part ownership or whatever his title is, you know, he's right there at the top of the company. And for everything that all the people, when they want to play Whataboutism with Triple H and his buddies being at the top of the card, it's the same shit in AEW. You look at the top booking, Cody Rhodes is probably the most protected booked face there, and when he does lose, it makes a big deal, but he's, you know, other than Tony Khan, he's the top dog in the company on the corporate side. So, so it's the same shit that both companies do, and you can criticize Triple H all you want. You know, Seamus got all his pushes because he was Triple H's workout buddy, blah, blah, blah. You know, fuck. One of your chairman of the board, so to speak, at the AEW is the fucking world champ. You know, it's the same shit either way, but like I was saying, AEW does have a ton of momentum. This is where they got to capitalize on it. They've got to hit this out of out of the fucking park. I don't know how they're gonna book the talent that they have with the talent they're looking to bring in. Rick Flair just got released, and you're sitting there in AEW with wrestling royalty, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. I'm sure Barry Windham's not too far to be found. They've already had Bret Hart show up. They've already got Dean Malenko. You got Flair, I mean, you're talking like a horseman reunion in AEW. They could easily form a new stable right off of that with the horsemen giving their blessing on national television. You know, is that something you bring in for a Bray Wyatt? Or is that something you bring in for a Daniel Bryan? Or is that something you bring in for Andrade, who's, you know, getting ready to marry Ric Flair's daughter and be his son-in-law? There's a ton of things that they can do with their booking. And we may talk about some of that stuff on a different show, on a fantasy-type show. But AEW's got so much momentum right now that this is their time to strike. If they really want to make their mark as being you know, even more of a legitimate number two and a more solid-based wrestling company, they've got the momentum. It's right there in the palm of their hands. And you know, like I said, I may not be down with everything AEW does, but I'm down with this. I'm excited. I want to see what happens when... If they can bring in a Danielson and Punk, or what if they can bring in a Wyatt? What's going to happen with this, with Black after he's done with his run with Cody? You know, at some point, you have to look who's going to be in the world title program and who's not. If you can influx it with, you know, Kenny Omega and guys like Moxley and Jericho and Hangman Page, and you're bringing in Brian Danielson and CM Punk and maybe Wyatt Wyndham, I don't know, maybe Braun Strowman, uh, you've got Malachi Black there. You could have a very, very crowded upper end of that card. And for all the people bitching, oh, the WWE is releasing so many people, have you looked at the size of the AEW talent roster? They're going to start having to let people go just as well. When you start bringing in superstars, guys that people want to see, you're going to have to cut some folks. You know, maybe it's time for Sonny Kiss to take a hike. Not, you know, Where's the big Sonny Kiss crowd that's out there clamoring for Sonny Kiss? You know, as a guy who loves wrestling, I can't stand Orange Cassidy, and I can't stand Darby Allin. I'm a Sting fan through and through. He was my favorite wrestler growing up. I hate that he's involved with Darby Allin. I can't stand watching Darby Allin and Orange Cassidy in the ring. Can't stand them. They do absolutely nothing for me. For any of you all that ever played the old wrestling video game, Here Comes the Pain for WWE on PlayStation 2, there was a move that Brock Lesnar had where he would just get pissed and just clothesline the shit out of the character in the game. Every time I see Orange Cassidy with his hands in his goddamn pockets, just love tapping people in the shins, I'm wishing to God that Brock Lesnar would just show up and decapitate him. When he's doing that stupid shit in his sunglasses, I wish JBL would come out of nowhere with the most vicious clothesline from hell that would make Jeff Hardy have nightmares all over again. Because if there was anyone who took some clotheslines from hell, Jeff Hardy took him as bad and, and as good as anybody. But... Some people are going to have to go. So pretty soon you're going to see AEW releasing talent just like you've seen the WWE. And the internet's going to freak out. They're going to flip over and they're going to make it all a much bigger deal. Especially over places like 411 Mania. You know, the little fucking Dave Meltzer wannabe fucking carbon copy website. But I'm not going to sit here and just pick on AEW. Like I said, they've got so much momentum going and I'm excited to see what they can do moving forward. But the next big thing coming up in wrestling is SummerSlam. The biggest event of the summer, baby. They want it to be, you know, you know, number two to WrestleMania, which is it always should have been, because it was always been booked as the second biggest card of the year. And right now we have three big time matches announced for it. We got Lashley versus Oldberg. We got Reigns versus seen It. Uh, once, Seen It Again. And now we have Edge versus Edge 2.0. Those are the three big matches that are signed. And this goes back to where people were bitching about the releases. How are you going to release Bronson Reed? How are you going to release Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, but use Goldberg in 2021 in the main event? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I guess WWE's trying to get what they can out of the contracts they signed with Goldberg. I know he's a, he was a big name. I was a WCW mark. I was a Goldberg mark. I liked watching Goldberg more than Austin back in the day. But I recognize that, you know, the dude is old as fuck. And he should not be in the main event at SummerSlam. It's an insult. It's the same thing that CM Punk used to complain about all the time. You know, all these part-timers coming in and taking the positions. Probably why he didn't want to go back to WWE. Because it's the same shit. Goldberg does not need to be in the SummerSlam main event. Uh, It's questionable booking. I guess it's just give one more big name for Bobby Lashley to mow over. Because I'm, a, I'm, I'm down with Bobby Lashley. I am fine with Give No fucks. Lashley just dominating the scene as the top dog. He fits I mean, because he can do it. He, ha- he don't have the voice. He, he can't promo that well. That's why you got MVP. But he's got the look. He's got the size. He's got the background. He has the credibility from his military days as well as being a Division II All-American wrestler and a wrestling champ. And being a mixed martial artist, and he's also been, you know, a winner in TNA, and he was a champ in WWE before he left. I mean, Bobby Lashley has all the credentials you need for a big time dominant star. And I know the fantasy booking was always wanting to see Leslie versus Lashley, or Lesnar versus Lashley. I wanted to see it, whether it's in their octagon or whether it's in the ring, I wanted to see Lashley and Lesnar. And said, We're getting Old Bird. Eh. You know how I was bitching that I don't like there's certain things that AEW does? I don't need to play whataboutism here because I don't like the booking of Goldberg being in the fucking main event spot. John Cena? I'm not as against as much as Goldberg because John Cena is... We're just coming out of his era and he was the guy for so long. He's you know the biggest legend that they've created since Rock, Austin, and Hogan. And... He doesn't look like he's somebody's grandpa. John Cena still looks like John Cena. And I know we've seen him in Reigns before 2017. It wasn't that good of a match. I don't think it's going to be that good of a match. Yeah, maybe even worse because you got Cena who's coming off a long layoff and Roman Reigns is working the slow Orton Triple H style matches now. I don't expect either of the world title matches to be all that great. I think Lashley and Goldberg has about a six-minute limit. It's going to be Goldberg comes out, hits the spear, hits the jackhammers, dominant early. Lashley kicks out. Lashley ends up kicking his ass, just like Strowman, just like with Drew McIntyre, just like with Lesnar. Cena and Reigns is probably going to be a drawn-out 30 thirty-minute affair. I still see Reigns going over. Um, I, I just those are two. I know, like my son is a huge Cena fan, so he's excited. And I know a lot of kids are excited about Cena because they grew up with Cena being you know the Hulk Hogan of their wrestling life. So I get that more than I do the Goldberg thing. And then we have Edge and Edge Jr., Seth Rollins. I have always thought Seth Rollins was a almost like a, a an inferior version of Edge. Uh, both of them are good in the ring. I like Edge's mic and promo skills way more than I do Seth Rollins. I can't stand Seth Rollins' voice. That itchy, scratchy... Uh, it's like he's hitting puberty every time. And now I don't even know what the fuck he's doing on SmackDown when he's just wearing the most atrocious, ugly-ass suits this side of Jimmy Hart in 1988. I don't get it. I don't get anything that they're doing with Seth Rollins. He bored the fuck out of me when he was a Monday Night Messiah. He's boring the shit out of me right now. That's not how it always was. I used to like Seth Rollins. But now... Like, he comes on the TV, and I'm ready to change the fucking channel. And just like with AEW, I don't want to watch Kenny Omega in the main event scene. I don't want to see Seth Rollins in it anymore either. So I'm not that excited about SummerSlam. The only thing that I'm potentially excited about is maybe the idea of uh, Big E cashing in. Because I've been on the Big E wagon for a while. Uh, Still on the Big E wagon. I've always thought that him and Reigns would be a great angle to run. But I don't think that one needs the money in the bank cash in. But maybe he cashes in on Lashley and ends up over on hanging out with Kofi and Xavier who are floundering like motherfuckers on Raw. Who knows? Um, We'll see what happens. But we know Big Big E has the contract. He's going to cash in at some point. I'm thinking maybe that's where they're looking at is they know the crowd's probably going to shit on Goldberg Lashley. And they have the Big E cash in in their back pocket. So it wouldn't surprise me if Big E cashed in at SummerSlam. It really would not. And really, right now, that's about all the excitement I have for SummerSlam. I am not excited about Reigns versus Cena. What I've seen so far, it's a re- it's a rehash of 2017. John Cena was gone. Roman Reigns had become the big dog. John Cena just showed up. He wanted to put Roman Reigns in his place. He wanted to knock him down a peg. And Roman Reigns was bitching, you know, that Cena was a part-time and he was, you know... He wasn't the guy no more. Now it was Roman's time. Here we are in 2021. Cena just comes back, calls out Roman Reigns, says he's a jerk, and needs to put him in his place. And Roman Reigns is talking about how John Cena's the past, he hasn't changed, and he's a part-timer. I've seen this. And I've seen it in a match that didn't have the Usos running in at least three times at the end of the match. You know there's going to be interference. Because right now, the hottest thing SmackDown has it was been going on is the Usos and the Roman Reigns storyline. But every match has turned into, you know the Usos are going to get involved. It takes suspense out of it because you know it's coming. We've seen Roman Reigns and John Cena straight up one-on-one in a wrestling match. It was fair. It wasn't a great match. I don't think this one's going to be able to be even as good as that one. And we've seen it before. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm not that excited about the big three matches we've got for SummerSlam. And to close out our show... um. A few times a you've heard me kind of throw some, some knocks over at 411 Mania. I'm not a disgruntled former employee for 411. I'm not someone who's not allowed at the website or anymore. 411, back in the day, was my go-to site for wrestling news. When I would get online and go check my news, before I would check political news, before I would check sporting news or anything, I would go to 411. I loved the site 10, 12 years ago. Anymore, it's just a re... It's All all they do is take every article Dave Meltzer puts out and put it on their site as a new article. That's all they do is they are copying Dave Meltzer all the time. And then they have a thriving, quote-unquote, message board where all they do is bitch about Dave Meltzer. But the entire site is getting off stealing... All the shit that Dave Milter is putting out online, and then back in the day, they used to have some decent people that would write, you know, the opinion articles. They would do columns, and a lot of them could write very well. Their Ask 411 section, or their Ask 411, used to be one of the best articles on the internet back in the day. Now it's a few questions, some cheap, half-assed answers, and they move on. The best writers are gone. The current crop of people that are contributing to the site are just, it's garbage. It's poorly written drivel that is hard to even read anymore. Their message boards are even worse. I mean, when you talk about getting online with social media and message boards and comment boards, it's like the new 4chan. I'm like, it's just, it's a fucking cesspool of Ignorance and stupidity and whataboutism all through their message boards. I don't even log in to even try to look at their message boards anymore. You will look at how they're moderated over there. It's just it's stupid shit. You can come out, and I've seen it happen, where people will talk about the AEW male wrestler pretending to be a female, uh, Santina Morella, I mean, Thunder Rosa. And you can say that genetically Thunder Rosa is a, a man, and you will see their comment moderators immediately delete that stuff. Oh, my God, that's hate speech. You can't say that. But then you can have people openly wishing for the death of Vincent McMahon. And they're like, oh, that's fine. We don't care if you write that at all. It's just stupid shit. you got a bunch of woke, far-left liberal people trying to moderate and run a wrestling site. And it has turned into absolute garbage. I'll hardly even visit 411 anymore because it's gone downhill so fucking bad. I go other places to get my wrestling news. But 411, just guys, you all used to be good. You all used to be a fun site. used to be in a great site to go to. But now it's just rehashing everything Dave Meltzer says and then letting your comment boards just rip apart your own content because they're ripping Dave Meltzer, which is all you're doing is just stealing from Dave Meltzer. You all have become the biggest fucking group of plagiarist asshats on the Internet. And... It wouldn't bother me one bit if something, you know, if 411 never shut down. Because, like I said, I don't go to it near as much because, like I said, it used to be quality and now it's just garbage. And that is it for tonight. I am going to wrap things up. You know, like I said, if you're excited for SummerSlam, good. I am glad that you're excited for SummerSlam. I'm glad that if you're a fan and you're excited about wrestling at all. Um, you can be a Kenny Omega fan, it doesn't mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that we're evil. It doesn't mean that you're evil. It doesn't mean that we have to never speak or never get along because you may like Kenny Omega and I don't. This isn't politics. That's why this is mad about wrestling and not mad about politics. I'm not excited about SummerSlam, but if you are and you can keep that excitement, good for you. If you're excited about the momentum for AEW with the ideas of all the people they have to choose from coming in, if it's got you you know, salivating and drooling and ready for some action, good for you. If you're just an old cynic like me and Jim Cornette, and wrestling just gives you something to talk about and bitch about, but you're still passionate about wrestling, good for you. Because that's one thing I do love, whether people are bitching or whether they're happy. It's all because we're passionate wrestling fans. Whether, you've, whether you're 15 years old, or whether you're 45 years old, or whether you're 65 years old, If you're a wrestling fan and you're passionate about it, good for you. Enjoy what you're passionate about. There's a lot of things in wrestling we can all bitch about. I know some of the content of the show tonight has been a bit negative and bitching. But it's also a good place just for venting. There's a lot of things in wrestling to be happy about. I may end up doing another show just about the top 10 most exciting things in wrestling going on right now. Who knows? But I wish you all a good night. Take care. And first and foremost, like I said keep your passion, and always be a wrestling fan. Well, all I can say is someone's been eating their vitamins and saying their prayers.